Hey guys, welcome back to Planting the Seed podcast. So today in our episode, I interviewed Jay Chris. So Jay is an awesome guy. We've known each other for a while now. Um, He is an ex-world champion calisthenics athlete. And we just had an incredible conversation, honestly. You know, he has over half a million followers across social media platforms. But what we explored in our conversation was something slightly deeper. So there's so much content out there that Jay has either on his own platforms or, you know, with others, with interviews he's done, where he talks about everything he's achieved in his calisthenics career so far, whether that be judging international competitions, competing, traveling the world, you know, with his brand Bar Sparta. But today in our conversation, we had a chance to explore some of the deeper issues as to you know what fuels him as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, and we really got to the depth of what makes him who he is. You know, we discussed social media, the potential trappings of it when you start looking at comparing yourself to others, and everything from that to the calisthenics OGs like Chris Harrier, Thenex. We spoke about his relationship with them. Very interesting conversation. Jay's a super humble guy, um, and yeah, I'm just going to go straight into it, get into the conversation now. Hope you guys will enjoy it. I just want to say one warning. Um, as you probably know, if you already have seen Jay anywhere else, this conversation is a little bit explicit at times. Um, I haven't filtered it out because I feel like it's good just to be authentic and see the true person of, of who Jay really is. Um, if you're if you're kind of sensitive to language, then apologies for that. But if you look past the profanities, you'll feel that he really does have a lot of value to bring to the table. He's a super lovely guy, um, and his heart is definitely in the right place. So yeah, I'm going to get into the conversation now. Hope you guys all enjoy it. So I'm here today with Jay Chris, also known as many other names, but Small Spartan as one of them. <laughs> yeah, so welcome to the show, man. What up, bro? What up? What up? Thank you for having me on, bro. It's uh, it's been an early morning for both of us, actually, man. It's, it's I'm good to be on here early in the morning talking talking some stuff with you, bro. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. But yeah, guys. So you know, if you don't already know who Jay is, um, you know, it's hard to sum up his titles in one. But you know, essentially, he's an, an incredible freestyle athlete. He's been competing in calisthenics for I don't know how long, Jay. How long have you been in the game for? Shit. Uh... Competing in calisthenics, probably about, ooh, I think five and a half years. Yeah, five and a half years. Yeah. Damn, that's a, that's a long time. I mean, that's that's longer than most people have known what calisthenics is, and you've been in it for a long time. I mean, just if in case you guys don't know, Jay is three times national UK champion, twice world calisthenics organization, featherweight world champion. Um, he's judged countless competitions he's also you know involved heavily in calisthenics coaching you know he's got his own business bass barter um and zip, zip, just, the list goes on there's so much cool shit that oh Jay's love doing, bro awesome. love so much love man honestly yeah it's it's cool to have you here man and um yeah we we connected probably more so last year than ever before really just because we were oh like, mate we went on holiday with each other yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we went out to Miami together, which was good fun. And that comp at the end of last year was good. Jay was hosting that one, um, you know, behind the mic as you do, doing your thing. I was, hi- <laughs> I was hyping you up, bro. You was competing. You were solid, absolutely. I, that was your first international comp, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 it was. That's insane. That was wi- that was wicked comp for you, bro. You smashed it. Honestly, you did. You didn't even <laughs> yeah, need my hype. 
didn't need the hype. No, I enjoyed it though. It was good fun. It was good fun. <laughs> but yeah, look, I mean, I, the, one of the cool things I I have always thought about you, Jay, is that like you obviously have this huge social media following. You know, in the scene of calisthenics, there are a handful of people that stick out as being you know the bigger influencers. You know, we'll get into this later, but many of which obviously you know, you know, the likes of Thenex, Frank Madrano, Bar Stars, you know, Ed, yeah. all um. The real They're OGs, the, the big names. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, man. Like, your connections in the game are insane. But I think a lot of people, you know, see influencers of varying levels of fame, you know, from 10,000 followers upwards. I mean, you've got, you know, I was looking at your socials the other day, and, like, collectively, you've got over half a million followers. Like, that's pretty mad. Yeah. Well, I try, man. You've got to get the word out there, man. I'm trying. Just, <laughs> you know me, bro. Just, just I, I'm active. I, I keep going on my social media, I'm positive, you know, obviously I'm I'm still human, you know, obviously I still have my bad times where I just want to shut my social media off and just want to completely, you know, push yeah. myself away from people, but at the end of it, I love this shit, G, that's what it is, I love this shit too much and it's changed me and it's changed my life and my people around me and I've seen it change people that it's just too hard to, to not post something, bro. <laughs> it's too hard yeah. to not to not be loud about it you know it's too hard to be quiet it's like yeah yeah so. yeah man it's cool i think your your style is is funny because if you saw both of us in the same room i mean look people said this when we were in miami together they were like we were the two often in conversations that are both from the uk and they're like how are you guys both from the same place? Because we just like we sound so different, like we're different people. But actually, like we we get on so well because so I think well. on a deeper level, like there's so much we have in common. I think that's what I want to explore today, like some of that. Because if you look at your persona online versus you know everything I'm doing, it looks <laughs> so different, right? It's you're, so you're, different. Yeah, your background is you know completely you know polar opposite to mine in many ways. But then at the same time, like we connect over our shared passion for wanting to make our lives better, wanting to inspire others exactly. and obviously using calisthenics as the tool for that. That's exactly. the key. I think. Exactly. And after all, bro, we might be different from different upbringing and all of that, but at the end of it, we're all the same inside. We're all the fucking same. You know what I mean? Have the same emotions. Everyone goes through the same shit in their head, just in a different type of way, you know? Yeah, man, for sure. You know, one of the first things I wanted to get into really, and, you know, we're going to just touch on this because there are so many, there's so much content out there that, you, that you've been involved with podcasts and your own content. I don't want to drone on about everything that got you into calisthenics and, you know, the, your whole story, because look, I mean, there's plenty of content out there. I was listening to the Gore Nation podcast recently, which was awesome. That was all about you know, speaking about the specifics of how you learn full plants and all these other amazing things. But I know, you know, knowing you personally pretty well, that there's so much more. There's to so you. much more that, than that. Yeah, there's there's so much more, bro. And you know that. And I'm glad to be on here to to talk deeper into things. We've got yeah, a lot of time, man. man. We've got a lot of time. It's <laughs> 11 a.m. I've already done two clients, man. I've already been up and active. You've, you've probably already been doing the same. So, yeah, I'm glad. Well, yeah, I'm grateful for your time, man. But look, I just I wanted to say, I mean, as a bit of an intro before we go deeper, like for anyone who doesn't particularly know your story all that much, you know, could you sum up, you know, in a in a short space of time, kind of what what got you interested in, you know, calisthenics? Firstly, 
but you know more on a deeper level than that what was it in your life you know where were you at in life that made you think okay I have to kind of make make a shift I have to get into this like what's a bit of your story that you can sum up um on a deeper level, why did I start calisthenics? Let me answer that first of all. I st- yeah, I st- yeah, yeah. I started calisthenics. Ooh, that is a really good question, man. Because I get it's asked a big that one. I, I get asked that question all the time, but and it's the same shit. I started calisthenics because I saw a guy do a muscle up. That's my story. I saw a guy do a muscle up, and he really inspired me to learn how to do it. And then I took it on board and done it all myself. But on a deeper level, I started calisthenics because I felt free, G. My head, my head was, my head was in the wrong place at the, at that time. Mm. Was such in the wrong place. The way I thought, the way I'd done things, the way, the things I ate was. So I could have, like, I I could have been, I I basically could have been dead. I could have been in the wrong place. Like, you know, so calisthenics made me free. So for the people that don't know, I mean, what, what kind of, you know, what was your lifestyle? Like, obviously everyone, everyone knows you now as this guy who's a, who's a fitness influencer, you know, you do this modeling, you're a calisthenics athlete, you're in incredible shape, you know, everyone sees you for that, but you know, let's go 10 years back, you know, or, or, or further, <laughs> like, years what, back, let's give us an outline. Old, 15 years old. Yeah. What were you doing? Okay, 10 years, 10 years, let's say peak time peak teenage years yeah 17 years old I was trapping bro I was shot in so much I was just yeah on the streets of London selling drugs just with my friends and just around the area I never left Camden until I was like 18 bro I was in a borough of Camden for 18 years it was mad it was like yeah that that was predominantly my life it was block life bro Every, every, t- every day I woke up around like three, four p.m. Bro, not doing anything but just answering a phone call to go do some shit, make some fucking money, bro. Yeah. Literally, I would hang around with gang proper gang bangers. I would hang around with fraudsters, rap, <laughs> rap. All di- do you know what? All different types of people I used to hang around with, but predominantly yeah. I used to hang around with criminals, bro. I used to hang around with yeah. criminals. My family was all involved in criminals. Actually, one of my brothers, I got a stepbrother. He's like a year older than me. He got shipped to the Philippines because he was so bad in this country. Um, wow. So, yeah, my, my whole family was involved in crime. We're all good now, but for childhood, we were all in the same age. And, yeah, I was in the wrong place. The way I fought, bro, was absolutely fucking crazy. It was It was insane. Mm. So, I didn't have the brain yeah. capacity to take anything on and to listen and to yeah. all it was just was money answer my phone money if it wasn't involved money you don't even fucking I don't, it's, it's crazy bro yeah it, I mean, it, considering the, the guy you are now I mean it is, is so so different but to again you know you know I'm getting into something that you, I'm sure you've discussed many times before but you know I know I know from things we've spoken about before your your story of you know being raised in the UK but obviously being adopted and going through you know multiple you know different family homes growing up I mean can you go into that a little bit like what was your what was so, your upbringing from so when I was age? born when I was born 
my birth mum couldn't look after me when I was when I was born, so she handed me over to a woman called Josephine, who was my first adopted mum. She was around like uh, I think fifty years old by the time she adopted me, so she was pretty old, you know. Um, that's actually one of my tattoos on my right arm. It's the big cross on my right arm. Mm. I got that done when I was thirteen, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, she adopted me when I was pretty young. But then she passed away from a brain tumor, so it's like cancer, brain brain cancer. Uh, and then I had to go to, I had to go through foster foster homes and go through all the adoption shit with my social work at the time. And then I got adopted by one of my close friends that I met in the area that I used to live in, called Alex, and uh, I got adopted by his mum. His mum's his mum is Filipino, so she knew my mum. And it was only, like she basically said it was only right if I had taken him on board, and that's who I grew up with from the age of ten years old to about I would say about nineteen, eighteen years old. Okay. But yeah, I I grew up in the same area that we all I lived in that same area for years, bro. Um, yeah, wow. Didn't leave that area for about eighteen years. And yeah, but on my first mum, a lot of things people don't know about me that I used to be a professional theatre actor, bro. Mm, that's insane. <laughs> I used to be in theatre. So I used to be in the uh, theatre play called The King and I, if if you ever heard of that. All right. It's like a, it's a, it's a theatre play on an English teacher going to thailand to teach kids but she's teaching the the king of thailand's kids and the king of thailand's got 12 kids and i was one of those kids right (laughs) that was a theater play (laughs) (laughs) so i was actually singing and dancing i learned how to sing and dance and be on stage in front of fucking i wouldn't say millions thousands of people from the age of like i would say five to ten years old i was acting so that in... must have been where, like, loads of your confidence was initially built up, right? You know, compared to everything else you were doing in life. Do you feel like that set you up yeah, in a oh, really good way? Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. It, made, it made, me, made me more confident to speak to people, G. And not only speak to people, but to be me in front of people. Even though acting is acting, you have to be act like someone else. But you don't feel a way of showing who you are once you, wouldn't say learn how to act, but once you learn actually to 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 be something or somebody you know some people feel a way to show themselves like i see it in calisthenics all the time calisthenics comps people copy other people when you can just be yourself and it works yeah you know um i think that's it i mean people often want to hide in some kind of other persona that they perceive the world will accept in a greater way than themselves but actually if you have the courage to say this is me, this is everything that I can do, you know, and I can be individual, then look, you know, look where it gets you. And you can see with your success over the past few years, how your ability to stand up and say, look, I am going to own myself, I'm going to own my body, who I, you know, all of these things about, you know, what makes you stand out, you know, the fact you have small Spartan as your name, you know, referencing to the fact that you're a yeah, you know, small, small <laughs> yeah. but mighty guy. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. I mean, it's it's the thing that makes you stand out. But when you're able to say, look, 
I am individual and I'm going to own that, like that gets you so much further than hiding behind what other people, you know, want, want you to be, you know? Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. There's always that special something in someone, bro. And yeah, that's what I believe. And I will always believe that always something, there's always something unique and different that you might not know, but other people will be like, wow, I want that. I want that, you know? But yeah, yeah and to refer to the acting, it really helped me with everything else. And it just helped me and helped me with being confident, I guess. Yeah, and brave. Yeah. Learning how to talk and to project my voice. Body actions, help me with body actions. Help me with facial expressions a lot. Yeah, a lot with facial expressions, actually, because you can uh, tell by someone, by someone's energy. Actually, this is actually going to be my next post at 4 p.m. today. Stay tuned. But you can tell, <laughs> you can Influence tell, trust me, you can tell someone through someone's eyes by just looking at them. You can just look at them and you can tell their energy. Oh, so if they're a good person. So there's so much communication is nonverbal. Exactly. 90%. Exactly. And I feel like acting helped me with that. Help me, help me with that. 100%. That's, that's really interesting. The fact that you have, um, you know, the fact that you did have that training in a professional way i mean it does correlate to the fact that you got so far in a very short space of time within you know your freestyle calisthenics career and, and that's not something that's over by any means but the first few years for you of competing and, and touring the world traveling competing everywhere winning world championships i mean that shows you clearly had something within you that you know that inner confidence that ability to push yourself ridiculously far out of your comfort zone and what I mean, we, we're skipping a little bit of your story here, but you know, I just want to ask, like, from everything you learned earlier on in life, I mean, what what was your real mindset going into competitions when you first started competing as an athlete in calisthenics? When the sport was slowly growing, you were getting to the point where you're at world stages. You know, were you ever fearful of what other people thought, or were you always just thinking, look, I just want to go out there and give it my best shot when I compete? I'll, I'll be real with you, G. I did not give a fuck what other people thought. <laughs> I did not I didn't care what other people thought. I had I had the bars. Yeah, I had I had stuff I never had in my life, bro. Ever. I didn't get on a flight until I was eighteen years old, bro. You know? Like mm. a, a lot of kids these days, they go on flights when they're like ten to fucking Barbados or something like that, you know? Or or, or Dubai and shit like that. I never I never left the air, my area code for 18 years, bro. It was crazy. Um, wow. So it was like, I, I was just appreciative, bro. I was just honoured to ha- And on top of that, I had like at least 10 members of Bar Sparta with me on every, near enough every single bloody trip. Yeah. So yeah, with that, all your friends. Yeah, so they were my teammates. They were my family, bro. They, they still are now. And um, when you have that around you, bro, all the time, especially when I never grew up with a family, it just makes things so much more comfortable and better, bro. Like, I, I mm. felt like I was at home in every country. Every single country, I felt like I was at home. You've been on holiday with me. <laughs> you yeah. see how in Miami, I, that was my first time there, and I felt like I was at home. Yeah. I think you that that's all within the mind, though, right? You know, that's the, the oh, state. Oh, 100%. Of, you can choose to feel like that if you want to, or you can choose to feel uncomfortable. It's just yeah, the perception exactly. of what you think. Exactly, you have to let you exactly the perception. You have to learn how to control your emotions and certain senses. Like, learn to enjoy yourself, or not. You know, like you. Yeah. 
yes it's it's really weird to think about but yeah that's amazing it's, it's so really hard felt... to, it's really hard to 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 explain how i felt when i'm when i'm yeah. when i was competing bro i really enjoyed i still do now enjoy it like i really do g i fucking do when i'm when it's just me in the bar when i'm in that not even me in the bar bro forget about training just the comps yeah when it's just me yeah. the crowd the the competitors, the judges, the the people that are there for the sport, bro, it makes me feel like someone else, man. I don't make me feel like I I grew up the way I grew up. It never makes me think Mm -hmm. about anything. Don't even think about my phone, bro. You see me when I train, bro. I just throw my phone and I'm always looking for it. Like, near enough every every session, like, your mind, bro, my mind's in a different dimension, G. When 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 I'm in competition, yeah, so it's that I'm, yeah, I might, from reality. Exactly. Yeah, I'm nervous. Sometimes you get nervous. Sometimes I'll be real though. My first three years, I was wasn't nervous at all. I don't know what happened. I wasn't nervous yeah. at all. My la- my latest comp, I was hella nervous. Hella nervous. Um, I ended up taking that one home in LA, but yeah, I was hella nervous. Probably because it was been like a year since I haven't competed. But I was mad my... nervous. Still won though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. That's, I mean, mate, like that's, you know, your consistency of being ready is, is incredible. And I think that's, that's one of these things that only athletes and aspiring athletes can truly understand that state of always being ready. So like what I saw from your performance in LA earlier this year, when was that? January, you know, in January, in 2020. no, it wasn't January. Was it? It was, it, I think it was, I mean, it was some point this year, right? It was the first battle of the bars or maybe it was the end of last year, whatever. But, you know, I, I remember seeing that you you know obviously I wasn't there I was just watching on the live streams but the fact that you hadn't competed for a while right because you'd focused so much on business and on judging and then you went back in and that's very interesting for me to hear that you went into that comp nervous when you were previous world champion so many times over and you 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 were chill at that point was coming Mm -hmm. back into the comps nervous but you're always ready because you train so hard and you stay ready all the time so you're kind of just like showing up when the time calls right yeah, exactly. When, I, when I, bro, you have to be ready. You never know. You never know. You're like, just be ready in 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 a sense of in in business, and f- physically and mentally, you got to be ready for like exactly like for example, COVID came along. Yeah, we none of us were ready mentally for this to happen to be yeah, locked for up. That shift. Exactly, that's a mad shift, right? You know, like. Imagine if we were all mentally ready for this. I think we would all be calm. None of us would be moaning that oh I'm locked up, blah blah blah. But yeah, it's 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 a got to be ready, G. Got to be ready, man. Bro, yeah, like I, I, I think I'm gonna say it to time. I love this shit too much. Like when I focused on business, I was like I'm still doing it now. I'm predominantly focusing on my business more near enough every day. I haven't trained in a long time, like hard, hard. Um, and I think we've all had a bit of a backseat this year oh, yeah. you know, with, with everything going on, not being able to, you know, go in the gyms as much and train and the weather being kind of miserable. It's kind of, I mean, you can choose to have these excuses, but then, you know, equally, it's not like you're not doing anything. You're just finding an alternative. You know, it's not that you have had a quiet year of training. Mm. You then ramped up the business. So you're always doing something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, you're, you're right. You are right. I just, um, I miss it, man. I like it. Like training is like a like you say. I I get away from it. Gets away. Makes my mind get away from shit. Yeah, 
and I know for you, like obviously you're a huge thing for you, right? Is is travel? It's like the the lifestyle, as you say, of like you know calisthenics for you being that top end of hosting comps, judging, competing, traveling the world. You know, doing you know the influencer work you do. I mean, th- this year must have been a wild year for you, having had to take a back seat on that. Yeah, how's that affected you mentally? Bro, this this has been shit. <laughs> but it's only been shit that i haven't been abroad i haven't been abroad in so long i'm I'm getting i'm I'm, i fucking miss the plane i don't even miss the countries i miss the plane it's fucked yeah like (laughs) it's like a drug but but honestly um on a serious note i yeah bro it's, it's made a huge impact for me as well like yeah getting away and doing all of them things was amazing and it felt amazing it made me come back home every time i came back home it made me work harder to get back out mm. you know what i'm saying yes yeah. but now but i'll be real i've been working even harder now since i've been home you know like i got my programs out i've got um my business up and running properly now uh my merch is flying out i'm doing way more gigs with more brands uh big brands and stuff photo shoots and stuff so i've been getting into other things like fashion fashion modeling modeling in general so yeah it's like a good way to focus this year made me because of covid it made me focus on that and them things like yeah that's good it shifted yeah, your focus to things that, it, that you know just controlling what you can and saying all right well if i can't travel and do all the normal gigs i do then what can i do at home in london yeah Exactly. It's making honestly. It's making me work on that passive income that I've always wanted from the from from the from the day I even started getting money. But I've always wanted yeah. passive income. So now now's that time to put get to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, look, you've spent so many years building up your platform, building up your personal brand, and you you clearly have <laughs> such a huge tribe of followers that are you know loyal to you and are clearly like you know very much big followers of yours they were kind of like you know really listen to anything you say so the fact that you now have such an amazing following built off that you can capitalize on it and really try and help those people exactly exactly it literally exactly that bro exactly that it's also like made me appreciate home more bro yeah bro like what i got here compared to what a lot of athletes have in their homes I'm kind of glad, man, that I live in the UK, G. <laughs> I'll yeah. be real. Yeah, I'm kind of glad. What would you say you're most thankful for? Ooh. You know, one thing that you're thankful for at home, when you say that, is that because you're so close to Royal Oak and so many friends? Is that because you have connection to the internet and you're able to edit content? Like, what what is that in your head? Exactly that. that. Exactly that. I'm, I'm grateful that. I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to work on on a on a craft. I'm yeah. grateful that I had the opportunity to work on a craft. When there's people out there that are just working not on themselves but working to survive, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 glad that I had the the knowledge and the great brain capacity to accept you know, getting up and going to work and you know, when even when I was younger, getting up and starting a fucking trap line and stick shit like that just i had the fucking motivation which a lot of people don't have in other countries because they just want to survive you know or just Mm. they don't they don't they haven't been 
you know do you know what i'm trying to say yeah man i mean look one one thing that comes to mind for me is that you know you've built this empire of followers and of you know people who are so you know down to see you win you can now use that to your advantage in other ways to help them but also to help yourself and look man you've got to give yourself credit you're the one who's spent the hundreds and thousands of hours on instagram putting posts out relentlessly, working on yourself physically, you know, getting to that stage where you are able to win world championships. And, you know, if you weren't able to be disciplined in previous years, then going forwards, you would not have anything to fall back on. But like, you yeah. know, you built all of this up for yourself. And the only person that can take credit for that is you. You know, there are going to be so many other people along the line, I'm sure, you know, along the journey that have helped you out massively. But it's you, like you're the one who has put in this work and had that incredible drive to say, look, I want to put out Jay Chris as small Spartan and I want to get this out to the world because I know there's something that people deserve to see. And now, you know, when everything turns to shit in the world and yeah, we can't go out and travel as much, like you can still be inspiring people on your platform of half a million people, which is incredible. Oh, bro. I just want to say thank you. That actually made me smile, man. Thank you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. No, no, thank you, honestly, man. I don't even know what to say, but just thanks. I, I think, don't, you know... I don't really acknowledge it in that way because I still feel like I've got a lot more to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and I see that. I see that a lot in people who are high performers in their field like it's kind of that's that saying i'm proud but never satisfied like you can you you fail to turn turn around and look at what you've been doing for this whole time because you're you're so focused on the future and what you have to bring to the table and do, do you feel like you ever find yourself caught up in the trap of comparison to others in your niche whether that be influencers whether that be other brands businesses personas that you idolize you know, have you been stuck in that before or now? What do you What do you mean? In what sense? So, okay, so you know, I know on a lower level, it's it's obviously a problem that many of us face on a daily basis of social media being the 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 devil of a tool of comparison, right? Because you can see what everyone's doing; it's a highlighted filter reel of their lives, and in, in fact, we all have a very different existence to what's shown on social media. But what I'm saying is. For you, somebody that's on the higher end of, you know, having a decent size following and putting out content to the masses, do you ever feel like yourself, you are looking at other influences and pages and thinking, oh, you know, I wish I was in Dubai right now, or I wish I was doing this or that, or, you know, do you feel that or are you fairly content most of the time with like what you've got and you, you feel content, you know? Nah, I'm never content, bro. <laughs> I'll be real, I'm never content, but that's like a motivation button for me. Yeah. Every scroll I do is like a motivation fucking scroll, you know? It's like, I, I describe things so weird, but literally that's that's <laughs> literally how it is. Um, I do get motivated when I see other people go to Dubai. Like, for instance, all I've been talking about to my clients is, bro, all my friends are in Dubai. It's true, because those are my influencer friends, all the big influencers that I know. Yeah. All in Dubai right now. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, so it's like, it's like, I should be there, but I'm on a different path, bro, than them. Yeah, we all are. You know, you no, accept it, that point of the process you're in. Exactly, exactly. I've accept. I I didn't accept it for a while, G. I didn't accept it. Like if someone was like, "Oh, I'm going there," 
pretend COVID wasn't here. If someone was like, oh, I'm going to Spain. I'm like, what are you going to Spain for? For a holiday. I would think about going. <laughs> yeah, just because you're trying to like kind of keep up. Exactly. But I'm in a point in my life where it's like, I'm not going to certain places because I've been there, done done that. I'm on a different path. My wit, my 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 brain's on a different path, and yeah, wh- where I want to get is I want to get there now. So it's like I'm in content. I'm never content to the point that my path is never ending. G. Yeah, no, I get that. You know what? The main thing I took from that is that I think that's what separates people like you from many others is that you can see others not with envy, but with you know, aspiration for like, okay, I see you want, because you understand the process, right? Because you've put in the thousand hours of work physically on your craft, mentally, and to build the platform you have, what you have probably seen is like, well, I know if I really wanted to, I could have that because I've done it before. Like I know how I can get there. So if I'm seeing somebody on their Instagram story doing X, Y, Z, you can maybe look at that and think, all right, well, look, if I really wanted to be in Dubai right now, driving this car, like I probably could, I could figure out a way to have it. But like right now, I understand that I'm putting in the work. So in the future, that's going to be an option of mine. But maybe right now I don't need it for my own gratification. Because you, exactly. you realize. Bro, exactly yeah. that. I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking these lot in Dubai temporary, temp- temporarily. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. there once, two years, you know, or a year, you know. Yeah. Bro, I'm there once. Uh, I'm there like two times a year, three times a year on a regs without COVID even being here. Bro, like. And I'm there for long, you know. So I I, th- I think of it as as that that sense as it's their time to enjoy, it's my time to work. I'm I'm in a fucking whole da- different dimension when I think about things like that. So yeah, it's a motivation yeah, when, cool. I, when I look at all of these guys. Like who who, who was I? Who was on the phone? I was on a phone call with I think Eric for like fucking I think that was like two hours. Eric Ortiz, I was on a phone call with him for like two yeah. hours. And she's talking about the past, talking about, oh, I miss you, talking about the last time I'm in Dubai. And then he was just going on on how I should be there with him. <laughs> and don't get it twisted. That is a fucking brilliant idea. I would love to train hard again because I only train really, really, really hard when I'm with all my old school people that I used yeah. to compete with. You know, when I'm with uh, and certain other heads, when I'm with my Spartans, I fucking train so hard. When I'm with Eric, and people like Melanie Drissen and Daniel Lysons, Nikki Makes, and people like that, I train even more harder because they're competition. Yeah. You know? Because um, you're surrounding yourself with, like, the best. Exactly. Exactly. It's like training for... It's like going to training with Cristiano Ronaldo, bro. You're going to fucking die all the time. But you're going to die together. Yeah. You know? Um but yeah, he was just like, yeah, come to Dubai, come, it'll be good, you, we can make loads of content, it'll be really good, we can train hard every single day, with me and you, like old school times, and I'm just like, that is amazing, but what am I going to do with my business? That's the first thing I popped up in my head, what about this? Mm-hmm. What about when I get back, I'm going to have to do with the work that I was supposed to do, but I've been in Dubai, yeah, living it up and training like an athlete, when there's not even a comp. If there was a comp, yeah. and it was a serious comp, I'm going to Dubai and I'm going to take that comp serious, you know, because that's the only place I can know that I will be chilled and comp is on my mind. But if I'm anywhere else, mm-hmm. it's, all, it's always basketball or, or brands or models or my manager or like it's, it's so much other things in my home, my family. 
Yeah, that's interesting, man. So you're kind of like accepting of the fact that, look, I could have this if I wanted to, but right now I'm making the choice to stay home. Exactly. To work on the things I'm passionate about and just keep pushing that way. I've got 20, well, I'm 25, bro. I'm 25, G. And from all that, I'll be real, from all that money that I used to make when I was younger, man, I wish I saved a lot of it, man. I really do. I really wished I saved a lot of that that money, but I didn't. That's the thing because my mind was in a well, my mind was so different. I just at the start of this interview, I did say that right. I was like, my mind was yeah. just so different, even to the point that I just spent all my money, pretty much majority of yeah. my money. You know, but that teaches you what I mean. Look, I think in life sometimes lessons of what not to do are, are more powerful than what to do. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, I was going to ask you a question regarding like your your mindset when it comes to how you how you make choices. And I think you've already answered that in what you just said. You know, I was going to say when it comes to making decisions, you know, do you think long term or do you live for the moment and live in the now? But, you know, from what you just said, it sounds like in the past you were living for the now because you were spending all your money you were going out experiencing as much as you could but now maybe you're you're more thinking long term, long term because clearly like you're putting in the work now so your future self can bask in it exactly that exactly that bro i've always said that i want to be 45 or 50 or 60 yeah and still be able to train the way i train still mm-hmm. be able to go to the places i want to go without having no sense of oh I'm ill or I've got to look after my kids I've got I've got my grandkids or whatever you know I want to be in a point where in my life where I can do the things I want to do over and over again without a doubt you know yeah absolutely man yeah you're trying to set yourself up for the future Exactly. I don't want to. I don't want my kids or my kids' kids to experience the things I experience. I'm not trying to say what I experience is. Oh my God, it's the worst in the world. But yeah, but look, man, I think that's through, completely I've been through fair. So much, yeah, I've been through so much. I don't want to. I don't want my kids to go through the same shit and the same mind thoughts. The the same thoughts that was going through my mind at the time. You know. Yeah. Well, that's powerful. I think you know you can. I, I I've experienced in my own life. You know the fact that you don't need. You don't need to pass on bad things through generations. You can look in a smart way at others and say, okay, well, look, you know, things my dad has gone through. I, you know, I don't know where my life's going to go, but I know for a fact there are certain things that, you know, it's almost impossible for me, you know, to go through them because I've learned from his mistakes, right? I've learned from things that I've seen and I've gone, okay, well, look, I'm blessed to be in a different position now because of the work he's put in. And that's what you're doing for your, you know, whether that be kids, yourself, future relationships you're in whatever that is you know people around you they're seeing the work you're doing right now and I think that's a powerful teaching for anyone to take on that like you you don't need to go through all the trials of life and have the hard times and it's it's not your duty to go through shit to go through <laughs> exactly. hard times like it's, it's fine. not that it, I like that it's not your duty yeah it's true even though you have, like, you have had the craziest times. I mean, I'm sure we could sit here for hours and talk about some of the maddest stuff you've been wrapped up in, but, like, you, you've you gone through that, and I think when you look at it with a perspective of, I've gone through all of this hardship because other people won't have to, because I'm going to then help them realise that they don't need to do these negative things to turn oh, out. Oh, bro, away. exactly that, bro. You're spot on, mate. Honestly, you're spot on. 
You're made for this when... job. <laughs> well, I'll be honest, you are. You are. <laughs> well, look, that's why I wanted to get you in a conversation because I know there's so much more to you than what I think the scene gives you credit for. And I, especially within calisthenics, you know, being a scene that's predominantly looked at, especially on Instagram in the new age of everyone just follows people because they're, they're shredded or they've got the biggest biceps or they can do the longest full planche, whatever, the, you know, whatever the specific is, you know, fill in the blank. But I think there's so much more to athletes of your level. And there's so much to explore underneath the facade of the physical calisthenics. And that's just one part of your life, right? Do you feel like the content you put out, you know, truly reflects who you are? Or do you feel like you've got more to give? Um, so I had this conversation with managers, actually. They were like, look, Jay. This is this is gonna answer your question in a long yeah. in a long in a long way basically. That's fine. They, they were like, "Look, Jay, we know you like to make people laugh and smile. We know you're very aggressive, but you don't mean it to do it in in a in a in a in a bad way." Um. So they wanted me to start posting more. Stop posting memes. They wanted me okay. to stop posting memes, and not to be so serious in my posts in some posts and then I turned around and said to him but that's who I am and that's what I've always been like I'm not going to change that for no one and they were like we we fully accept that um so you you got a compromise with us I was like okay cool um so now I'm if you can see on my page if you go on my page right now it looks way more professional Looks all way, tell me it does look right more professional compared to the yeah, past. Man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's very much like on brand. I would say. Yeah, you know, exactly. You look, at, you look at your page; it's very it's very clean. You're showing your incredible skills. It's kind of like you know, here are and some solid workouts to do. Exactly, and on top of that, I'm still showing me. I'm still showing me. So, um, yeah. I feel like yeah, my content now is showing me the person I am right now. That's good. Literally, this, I, I where I where, where what my Instagram is what I am now. So you can still see a bit of road in me. I still got a bit of ghetto mm-hmm. in me, but that will never leave. Um, that that made me the person I am. But I'm never gonna start start post the stuff that I used to post. That was so shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like my Instagram. I feel like it is. I hope. Um, I hope the people that follow me for years tell me that. It's still me. Yeah. Well, I, I have. I've never. The good thing is, touch wood. Oh, just first time I'm gonna say it, but touch wood. I've never gone down on followers. I've always gone up. Every, yeah, I like, mean that's because always. of the constant value you bring, though, to the yeah, to the market, yeah, right? exactly, exactly. And I feel like I can't change the way I am. I just got to keep going. If I change, it might ruin things. You know. Yeah, absolutely, man. I I think it's important to to learn the importance of like evolving and, and knowing that actually. You know, I, I mean, I can answer why you haven't gone down in followers because who cares if they were if somebody was following you five years ago when you were a different version of Jay? Because mm-hmm. actually, they they've seen the evolution and 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 if you think of it in this way, somebody following you five years ago, they were a different person to who they are now. Oh, and if you're inspiring exactly. them to change, you're going to change too. It's just not. It's just life. You evolve. Yeah, everyone evolves. You're being if, if they don't evolve, oh, then you you're not the problem. They are. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's good, man. I mean, look, I remember following you 
I mean, the first time I ever saw you, I, I told you this earlier, was I'm pretty sure, you know, in person at the Battle of the Bars at Body Power a few years back, maybe 2018, only a couple of years ago. But I remember seeing you, you know, as this little guy running around, you know, looking pretty strong, and then you, you're swinging around on the bar like a maniac. I saw the freestyle you were doing. I thought, damn, who's this guy? And I checked you out on Instagram, and I was like, ooh, you know, he's got he's got a good following. He's got some good content. That's pretty cool. But, like, I didn't know who you were behind that mirage of just the freestyle skills. You know, yeah, I didn't know anything yeah, about who you were. yeah. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. Yeah, that's so fucking true. You didn't. You only, when did you know? I mean, I feel like it's just a journey. You know, like when you start following anyone online, you, you have a perception of who you think they're going to be. You follow them for that reason. And then the real reason is uncovered in time afterwards. And I think the more authentic you are with your content and the, the message you put out, you know, the inspirational quotes you put out, the videos, mate, that inspires so many people. Like, I think that when you speak truly not just in a quote of something motivational but when you speak on your story answering questions genuinely speaking from the heart that's the thing that changes lives not the most engaged mm. post you get not the not the yep, swipe yep. workout for the best chess workout but the the answers you give on your stories and you know when you're speaking from the heart of this is what got me into calisthenics and this is what made me the person i am i think those are the moments that people following you from across the globe will say damn, this guy Jay is my motivation. That's why they buy your t-shirts. That's why they buy your programs. Not because you can do the craziest skills, but because you're a real human. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, 100%. 100. Both, in both senses, man, you have to do it all. You have to be, you have to be everything, bro. They're motivator. You have to make them smile, you know? Little things like that to human beings means a lot. I'm going Absolutely. on like I'm an alien. I'm going on like I'm an alien, but <laughs> to me, it's, it's, it's like that. Like in relationships, like whenever you have an argument with a girl, it's the little things that matters. It's fucking true. <laughs> true. It's so fucking true. It's the little things that fucking matter. I think oh. the, the thing that like made me bring up this point is that I know for sure, you know, we'd all be lying if we said that we don't judge others on the metrics we see online. So you know, I'm not going to lie, even people listening to this podcast, I know for a fact, when you go type in, you know, James Martin J <laughs> yeah. on Instagram, you're going to go on your profile and they'll go, whoa, who's this guy? I mean, look at how many followers he's got. And and you think of these, these metrics of like importance and fame or whatever, and you go, wow, like you judge on something. But when you get to know individuals on a deeper level, I mean, I know this from you and from so many others, like none of these metrics matter. Like no, they, they really, at the base of it, you're a person who is going to be able to connect with many others. And the reason you've got to that level of fame or notoriety or whatever within the niche is that you are able to show something that other people can't show. Yeah, exactly that. No, you're fucking, you're so spot on, G. It's unbelievable. You're spot on. And it, it, this. You've actually covered pretty much everything I wanted to say, bro. Because it's <laughs> it, it's 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 so right. Um, over the years, I never looked at the years I've put in. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I never looked back. You know, when people say, "Do you ever look back and seen what you've done?" No, I ain't got time to look back. I ain't got time. I acknowledge 
I acknowledge what I've done and I'm grateful what I've done, but I feel like I can do more, man. I feel like I can do more. And with with my followers building up and just everything building up, like the fame and what everything calls it, I surround myself with certain people and I make myself behave in a certain way that it don't get to me. It doesn't change the person that I was and I, and I always will be, you know? Um, yeah, yeah that's that's li- literally, when I go to shoot, oh shit, when I go to shoots, sometimes photo shoots, like proper professional photo shoots, you know, like, um, like I said, the latest one I went to was uh, Under Armour one, hmm. yeah, it was a big ass campaign, I got flew over to Germany for one day, bro, it wasn't even one day, it was 16 hours, got flew over to Germany wow. for 16 hours for a photo shoot, yeah, they didn't know how excited and super ghetto I was, <laughs> <laughs> but they loved it. They fully loved it. And they also judged me on my account, thinking I was a a super bougie influencer, you know, Mm. that, you know, wanted certain things like a fucking assistant to make you tea and shit like that. Like, they, they, they... They just assume that's your standard. Exactly. When they saw me, what, bro, they got dinner. There was, we got dinner and I used a plate and... Normally, when you just use your plate, you just, like especially if you're at events, they have cleaners to clean it up, whatever. I go on and wash my dish, bro. I went to wash yeah, my like, dish. <laughs> They're like, yo, you don't need to do it. I'm like, no, I'm already here. Let me just wash it. I did it first. <laughs> Some of the other influencers didn't do it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, after I, that was the only dish I washed that day, you know. <laughs> but it was just an incentive. Like it was like it was nothing for me, you know. It was it was nothing for me. I got over excited over little things, and I was saying hello to every single staff. You know, I wasn't the typical influencer. Like a lot of people judge me because of my followers that I'm going to be so cocky. Um, in a different sense of look at me, look what I got, you know. But no, yeah, I'm co- think... I'm I'm cocky in a way of. I say I'm cocky in a way There's that a I know, I know myself. There's a difference between self-confidence and overconfidence. Exactly. I know myself, bro. That's what it is. I'm, I'm confident in certain things. Yeah, exactly. There's a difference. There's a big difference. And I try to portray that. I try to portray that I'm confident, but not too confident that I'm a dickhead. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. I think that's that's pretty straight up of you, honestly. I mean, that's always been my opinion. I think every every time you go to meet somebody in any I mean my my perfect example of it is is obviously the industry of the fitness industry and calisthenics because it's what I've been exposed to the most over the past few years mm-hmm. and there are many other industries where you know there's far more far higher levels of fame but the, it's it's the same like in any any way you look at it I mean if, if there are a group of people with zero notoriety versus somebody like you who is positioned in many eyes as like somebody with a ton of influence then obviously there are going to be assumptions made but what i think is is super nice and humbling about you is the fact that yeah you you are you know at the best of times somebody who is very easy to speak to and you definitely make time for others and i think that is obviously a quality that has taken you far because if that wasn't the case then yes you may have all of these temporary things and temporary following but if you're not a guy that people will genuinely see like if like people can tell if you are truly authentic or not, right? Exactly if, that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Always going to say people. Be, people can tell if you're authentic. I was looking for that word, G. Thank you. 
that was the yeah. word I was looking for. If people <laughs> people can tell if you're being fake or not. And and yeah, um sure. I might seem seem like it with the you know with the way I, I I pose and stuff like that and with all the like the fashion stuff, the chains, the glasses, you know. Um But that's that's just you playing the game, right? That's you I, just you exactly know, me, doing your no, thing because no, you have I, to. And because I like it, bro. I love chains. You know me personally, you know? I love chains. I love being golded up. I love being loud, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> if they don't like me, they don't like me. It's just it's something they have to deal with, you know. And uh, I just, I just love it. I love stuff that makes me happy, bro. I love things. I love things that make me happy. That's just the only way to say it. So if it's me wearing my chain, I'm literally on my Instagram now while we're while we're having this conversation because it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's just me wearing my chains or me wearing a bandana or me just in the same old shorts. It's the same me, you know. It's not a different person each fucking post. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. I mean, one, like one even thing even to the point. Mind... Even, sorry to cut you off, but even to a that's point. Um, I always get this question: Why do you wear the same shorts when you train, Jay? <laughs> why do you wear the same shorts? Why do you, why do you wear why do you eat from the same fucking cutlery every single day? Why, 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 bro? Because I, you're comfortable. Consistent. I'm com consistent and comfortable. Them shorts make me feel like a god, so I'm gonna wear them god shorts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like it. It's like you know, if you look at someone like uh, I don't know Mark Zuckerberg, or you see all these influential people that that they say they only wear the same t-shirt every day because it removes that decision fatigue. They don't need to think about it. They just put that on and then they get on with the rest of their day and they don't worry about what they're wearing. That's mm-hmm. kind of like you with your shorts. <laughs> exactly, me with my shorts. As soon as I put on them shorts, all I think about is training. Yeah, freestyle time. Le- legit freestyle time. Literally freestyle time. When you see me in them exact Jordan shorts, you know I've been freestyling today. Yeah, it's dope. It's like you associate that in your mind. I think you, we can do these things subconsciously without thinking. We have these patterns that we go into in life where we wear this thing and it makes us feel this way or we have a drink in the morning and it's part of our routine and that gets us into the next thing we're going to do and if you want to break that habit and change your life you have to start changing those micro decisions you make but if you found something good like those shorts for you that give you the powers then go for it exactly them micro decisions will come a long way bro they come a long way like you know when i wear my bar sparta chain you have you ever seen the actual pendant bro you have yeah yeah i have i have one time Bro, that's the only time I look back. When I look at that pendant, I look back at the times where I used to say, I want my own pendant. I want my own chains, real gold chains. I want my own real gold chains one day. You know, I want to I wanna be proud of wearing it, you know? That was the dream for you. <laughs> yeah, that was like the dream. It was little, little dreams. It was little, little micro decisions that I was making was of saving up for a chain and going, like, I wanted to go to a jeweler's in UK to buy a chain. A custom bar spot, you know, just a custom chain in general, you know. And you well, ended the, up going to somewhere in Dubai, right? I went exactly. I went over to the other side of the world. I went to Dubai finding a custom jeweler and everything. I went in on a t- fucking solid 24 karat gold chain and pendant, bro. Like, I went in. <laughs> um, and I'm I, every time I look at it, I'm just like, all of this was a grind for the pendant. No, it wasn't all, all the grind for the pendant. The pendant was a reward like a representation exactly you, yeah. exactly representation of how far i've come now you know i've got the damn ting tattooed on my skin bro that that that's like 
you, you know what I mean? It's, it's like a receipt to say, yo, these three yeah. years have gone by. What have I done? I've done this, this, this. What have I got, got to do? I've got to do this. Okay, cool. That's the next step. Let's build the business. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's get stronger. Let's get faster. Let's get bigger. You know, let's let's get my diet better. Certain things. It mm-hmm. just reminds me about my life now and what I used to be back back then. Yeah, that's interesting, man. It's like that daily reminder when you look at your hand, like, yo, this is what I'm doing. This is my life. This is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 That's cool, man. One thing I was going to say, I mean, look, I mean, you you being here, you know, talking to me about, you know, with, with your contacts, I thought it'd be, be rude not to ask really about others that you have met in along your journey over the last few years in the scene of calisthenics and who has been, um, you know, really inspiring you you know the reason I say that is because like I obviously know that the people you've come in contact with you know are very similar to yourself obviously because they've inspired you to get here you know Mm -hmm. who who would you say you know on this journey you're you're saying that you've got these things in your life that inspire you every single day like your chains or whatever to to keep pushing forwards who along the way for you has been there to to really support you and to push you forwards like have they been personal figures to you people in the scene Mm, so people in the scene that have pushed me yeah who who has really kind of pushed you to be this guy you are today Ooh, several people man several people i've got to give it credit to the bar stars guys on the first couple years man the first two years the bar stars guys put me on the mat bro they invited mm. me to loads of comps paid for my flights i was even a special guest for the super finals in norway and that's where i met eric ortiz Mm, one of my best friends till this day um yeah i uh i'm i'm bro i'm inspired by everyone in individually in a different sense if i fuck with you in a, in a in a in a in a more professional manner if i if you're my friend friend i i fuck with you because you inspire me in a different in so many other ways not only physically financially you know there's the way you think might might inspire me. Exactly. Exactly. I've got to give it credit to my Spartans as well, man. I love my Spartans. Uh, they, even the ones that have left in the past, uh, I've got to give them credit. They, we all inspired each other, really. And I'll give, I'll be real. Do you know what else inspired me? Looking at my past, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that used to inspire me. Bro, I did fuck that life <laughs> yeah that used to inspire me when i see people in the streets living the life that i used to live mm. that's what inspires me do you think that is a reason why you have somewhat stayed where you are in london because you like to keep that grounding of where yeah you came yeah from? Ex- yeah 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 that's why i like to stay home sometimes sometimes when i stay home i stay home to focus on me get my mind right you know um, when I'm abroad, it's just small spot, and I always say there's small spot, and then there's Jay Chris. They're two different people. Mm. It's like Jack on high, but on a good on a good level. Yeah, I small spot is is the athlete. Jay Chris is the is the person behind the athlete. Yeah, you know, I you know. That. I don't know if you watched interviews with LeBron James or 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 Tyson. They go on, they say a lot of the time that there's more to an athlete than just the athlete and what he can do, you know. And I, I'm glad that we all say this. You said this as well at the start of the interview. There's more mm-hmm. than just four planches and shit. There's more than that. Yeah. 
There is. And I think the, the, the physical practice is is so important because if you didn't get to that level of notoriety, then people will never position you in that seat of expertise. But you, you have to achieve that level of, you know, I'm the ex-world champ, I'm the current world champ, I can do these moves, whatever, to get people's attention. And then from there, you can tell them what they really need and truly inspire them. Exactly, exactly. I wish um, I wish there's like a lot of influencers that I've that I've seen grow up throughout the days. I wish they uh, and they're blowing up now, and good on them that they're blowing up now. But I wish they uh, they stay they stayed the same. Mm. You Do know? you feel like that's a problem in the industry? People going from certain levels of of very grounded individuals to instant fame. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, of that's what that's what ruins them, you know? That's what ruins them as a person, mentally, financially, physically. Mm. Everyone goes through their problems, but when it comes to influencers and they're getting their egos too big and they get a bit overhead themselves, that it ruins yeah. them and it ruins their, their brand, their niche, what they can do. Mm. Who, who oh. would you say... Out of the out of the people you've known personally, who has grown, you know, grown on the same rate or beyond where you've grown to, who who would you say has stayed? You know, is there anyone in your head that like you are particularly inspired by still to this day who has achieved a certain level of fame or success that is still the same person you knew five years ago? That I knew personally, yeah, yeah, but that don't treat other people like shit. Or that yeah. that just yeah, okay. So for me, that's several people, bro. But for me, um, oh, it's hard, right? Because I think it's understandable to get to a certain level of you know when you scale anything, a business, your personal okay, so brand, for, whatever. So for me, for me, people like tatted strength. Yeah, tatted strength. Me and him, <laughs> it's. Yeah, when I'm with him, it's exactly like the same since I met him, bro. Yeah. Sa- same old ghetto conversation. <laughs> same old busting jokes and everything. Because you've got things in common though, right? That's because oh, you can build we got so we got so much in common. He's had a pretty he's had a great way rougher life than me, but mm. we can both relate in other senses, you know. Um, but yeah, tatted strength. Me and him, exactly the same as five years ago. Chris Harrier, believe it or not, I know he, yeah. uh, a lot of people talk about him and say how he's gone big headed, blah blah blah. He's just in it for the money, da 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 da. But to me, he's treated me the same, and he's always will be. He always will be. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, yeah. Him. Yeah, man, that's cool. I think, look, with any with any business, when you scale to the level that Fenex has, it's going to be very hard to not let some people slide because it's it's physically impossible to keep up with everything mm-hmm. exactly like i remember when he came to london yeah he came to london and he did a workshop he released the workshop i think it was like two weeks before coming to london he released it online it got sold out within like fucking 24 hours you only had like 20 spaces or something in in, yeah. in the workshop and um i remember him I remember asking him, yo, bro, I've got one of my good friends, like, he's a really big fan of you. Do you think he'll be able to join the workshop? Blah, blah, blah. This this guy, do you know what he said to me? He said, bro, I would love to. I would love to have your guy, and you know me. I would love to fit him in, but I've had the 20 people, and it's only right 
for my business and and for my look that I can't let him inside. And I was like, that's I was like, that's perfectly fine. At least you told me straight, you know. Yeah. Don't beat behind yeah. the bushes. Yeah, you know that, which is pretty pretty nice of him. A lot of the time, people will lie at that point. Yeah, make a big excuse or something like that. But he's he was straight. It was funny because when we wait, yeah, when I went to the workshop, he was like, "Oh, can you come thirty minutes before the workshop finishes?" Um, would love to just hang out with you the whole night. And he we 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 hang out the whole night. And before he went to back to Miami, but I got to the workshop, yeah, <laughs> and. I didn't even, like, I wasn't expecting it, but there were so many fucking fans outside the fucking gym waiting to get a selfie really? from him, bro. There was about, yeah, like 15, 20 people, yeah, waiting for that with their phones. And <laughs> I remember going through, walking through, and he had security at the door waiting. And I was like, I'm here to see Chris. Yeah. <laughs> the security, not knowing who I am, see, not, see, my ego didn't push the guy out the way, that my ego didn't shout at him and it was this is this was a uh, chris's brother chris's brother didn't know who i am and he was just oh, like yeah. nah he was like nah the fans and supporters please stand over to the side he will be out for five minutes for pictures that's what the guy said to me <laughs> that's jokes and then i was like bro tell chris jay's here and he was like who are you like um <laughs> Um, I just told you what to do. And I was just like, honestly, bro, I'm going to wait to the side. I don't want to argue with you. I, I don't want to have this discussion in front of people because there's the Please fans over there. Please just check my Instagram. No, 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 no. <laughs> I never said that. I said, go go tell, go tell Chris. Yeah. Go tell Chris that Jay's here. I waited on the side. The guy did not move, bro. He didn't move to go inside to tell Chris that I was here. That's interesting. So I moved. What did I go and do? I walked towards the fans, his Chris's fans, and all Chris's fans were like, oh my God, small Spartan, how come you're here? Let me take a picture with you, please, bro. Da, 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 da. They were like kids getting excited. And I was like, all right, all right relax. Because they were like roadman kids. <laughs> they were they were like roadman kids. So I can like I was like, all right, relax, guys. Cool, let's take a couple of pictures. We took a couple of pictures. Only till then, the guy walked in and told Chris that Jay's here. That's funny. <laughs> And then yeah, he come and got me, and then I come inside the workshop, and then it's just like, I was me, bro. It was it was really crazy. I was me, um, and Chris was, Chris. It was weird, yeah. It was weird to That's see cool. him in in that light because everyone was like, oh my god, Chris Harrier, and I'm just new Chris, yeah. from, Chris from Miami, you know, and he mm. knows me from J London J. Like yeah, it, cool, it, it's funny, man, because you could um. This is between between us and the interview and whoever listens to it. But when he was in his workshop, he was Chris Harrier that you see on YouTube. Yeah, for sure, man. I think yeah. that's yeah. just like Jay Chris and Small Spartan. Exactly. And then when, as soon as the everyone left, he was Chris Harrier that I knew. <laughs> Yo, what's up, G? And I was like, yeah, that was good, man. You know? <laughs> Less serious, more excited. Yeah, more excited, like that's cool. Hella slang words, hella ghetto, just like yeah. It's hella like <laughs> hella like you know what guys? Uh you don't even have to clean he's telling all his stuff, you don't have to clean up today. Let's just go upstairs and chill out. That's like yeah, that's jokes. Yeah, you know that's that's cool, man. I mean look, it's nice it's nice that you have these connections because it proves like it proves that there are everyone in the game can be authentic and I think with any 
it's really hard when all you can judge somebody on is their perception on, you know, your, your perception of them is just based on the internet, on what they put out on social media, which is obviously the highlight reel of their life. I mean, Thenex is an incredibly scaled brand and they've done so, so well. And like, it's obviously inspirational to see that they're bringing calisthenics to literally millions of people. Like it's freaking insane, but there's always going to be negatives that come with that. I mean, I know that especially Chris has been involved with like lots of, you know, people kind of hating and whatever, but I just think it's one of those things that you have to look at it as a whole picture and say, look what you, like, look what they have built with Fenex. Like, I, I can't tell you how many clients have come to me saying, I learned about calisthenics because I saw this channel on YouTube, Fenex. Like, yeah, everyone, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he smashed everyone it. Everyone says he, that. He absolutely smashed it, man. He absolutely smashed it. And you know what? A lot of people don't know, but that's his second company. That's yeah. his second company. He had a he had a company before, and um and he owned a gym, another he gym. He had that calisthenics, Calisth- gym, right? calisthenics yeah. evolution, yeah. And he had several bar stars, um, members as business partners, etc. Mm. But no one knew that that he was grinding this hard. He was doing basically Thenex ages ago, but no one knew because he didn't yeah. do it on that kind of scale that he's doing it now. The production he's putting out, it's all about bro. His production, it's. <laughs> He is, he is, he is sick. Bro. That's amazing, though, man. Like when you think about that, and you you think of the levels that you and I want to reach in our respective, you know, the ways we do things. You, you it's also it's all too easy to look at Thenex and companies like that and see the scale they've built and go, wow, how do they get there? Well, how do I replicate that in my first try? In reality, like you just mm-hmm. said, you know how many failures people must have had to get to that point. And Chris is a great example of, you know the team he's put together, there are always going to be fallouts along the way. There are always going to be haters when you get to that scale. Like I'm sure you've had to deal with that. As you get to hundreds of thousands of followers, you're going to get tens of thousands of haters. I mean, I know you get that on TikTok, especially like, how does that affect you? Oh, mate. Just put it this way. If you don't have haters, you're not doing well in life. You have to have haters. You have have to to inherit good problems. And I think haters are one of them. Yeah, exactly. You have to have people that hate you, man. It's, it's a drive, bro. It's a, it may, it should make you drive to become better, or not even to become better. To sometimes take up what some of these haters say and work on it, mm. you know, or not even to a sense of you can even ignore the haters and carry on doing what you're doing because as long as you're doing what you're doing, it makes you happy. That's all that counts, right? And if mm. if they're taking the time and energy to watch what you're posting and have the time and energy to hate, to write an essay, to sends you something fucking weird or you know yeah. that's time and energy that they're putting into you they appreciate that time and energy whether it's hate or not because <laughs> some true, man. some people don't it's even true. get acknowledged in the world gee some people don't even i don't even know some people existed you know in the world yeah you can't you can't complain about the hate you get when when you have to look at what you're getting in return the positives like i think it was maybe some Gary V quote I heard like a few years back. And he said, you know, if you, someone asked him about haters and he just said, look, well, if you can't deal with, you know, don't, don't let success go to your head and then you won't let hate go to your head. Mm, yeah, 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 exactly. If you stay <laughs> humble throughout, it's fine. You have to stay humble throughout the whole thing, man. The whole fucking thing. I think a lot of people get lost in that. And that's clearly where like, you know, obviously you and I wouldn't have connected if, if we didn't find some level to resonate on where we actually got on as individuals, like I could see through 
everything you're doing for the person you really are and like that's why we're here like because you are the guy you are like inside you know a mixture of small spot and and jay chris everything i can see through it and i like it oh thank you bro thank you this interview is making me think a lot it's crazy it's absolutely <laughs> I, don't, I don't think i've ever gone deep this deep in, in any interview i've gone deep in other senses of talking about other things like my past and shit like that and calisthenics mm. and feelings and stuff but going into thoughts and thinking about what other people think and haters and, and journeys and inspirations and shit like that no one's ever asked me them questions bro that's cool man i like it i mean that's yeah. what i'm trying to bring i think there's so much out there already that is incredibly well produced around how to do certain things in calisthenics and how you got where you got and those are all incredible interviews and that's all incredible content but for me like i know you on a different level so i wanted to go into that and i think we've done quite a nice job and you've been so open with everything which i really appreciate and it, it's nice to hear you know these oh thoughts gee because... i'm always going to be open with you man why am i gonna i can't like yeah not, i'm always going to be open in general not only with you but just in general like yeah after having this conversation with you, I believe it's the only way to be authentic. It's just to be you. And if they don't like you, then fuck them. You know, you, 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 there's other there's other people that can that 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 might appreciate what greatness you have. You know. Yeah, totally, man. I agree. And look, yeah. I I think that 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 is a really powerful note. You know, to end on. To be honest, the fact that you know that that little summary of you know what what your thoughts are. I think I think that's amazing. So look, I mean, there's there are tons of things we could go into and, and I think we're going to have to follow this up another time with like a further conversation about other oh, things. Oh shit, I yeah, I didn't even have... know how, I didn't even know how long we've been talking. You know, <laughs> I've just been it's like, I, I don't know, I've been daydreaming at the, you know, the waves on the screen right now. I've been daydreaming yeah. at that and just listening to your voice and answering them literally. <laughs> so I didn't even think about the time. That's crazy. It's good, man. But yeah, look, I mean, this is something that I'm, I'm trying to get into these conversations with, you know, inspirational people like you. And I see calisthenics as an incredible sport, not only for the physical sides, but what it takes mentally to get to a place where you're a world champion athlete and a you know, renowned influencer like you. And to be able to speak to you about these things is, is really powerful. So yeah, I want to thank you for your like honesty and your time because you know we can definitely do this again but I appreciate oh, honestly you. honestly I'm always here G I'm always here if you want to have a chat about anything um and thank you again for just get let me on the platform and stuff I always feel honored and in, in different senses that I like to get my thoughts across bro and I'm really grateful that people like you can give me the opportunity to to let my thoughts across to get my thoughts out there because there's only so much you can do on instagram you know especially yeah. if you have managers looking over your shoulder <laughs> all the time yeah which i love course, them man. they're probably gonna listen to this this podcast i love you guys yeah <laughs> i think that, that's a beautiful part of it though obviously with scale comes intricacies you need to be careful what you say and what message you put out and honestly bro like i know what you've said today and i know the person you are and I think everything is is mad authentic. And I know that it, this all comes from a place of love. So I think this will inspire more people than you know. Oh, big love, G. Big fucking love. All right, guys. So thanks for tuning into that one. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the conversation. thought I would keep most of that conversation in just because, you know, everything we explored I found really fascinating. Um, you know, my mission with this podcast really is not only to interview calisthenics athletes, but, you know, any individuals excelling in their field and I think Jay is a great example of that 
you know, what you might see online of him, you know, your first perception, checking him out on Instagram, may be something different to the guy you just heard in the podcast episode. And I think having spent a bit of time with Jay myself last year, as we mentioned when we were out in Miami last year, and training together in London pretty frequently, you know, I've always seen a different side to him and I thought that would be cool to get out. Um, but yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that podcast. I hope you took some value and saw a slight different perspective from his opinion. Um, and I thought it was a really meaningful conversation. But look, if you haven't already seen him on Instagram, it's at Small Spartan J. I'll put a link in the show notes to his profile if you're not already following him. Obviously, if you haven't yet checked out my platform before and this is the first time you're here, thanks for coming along. Thanks for listening until this point. You know, my name's Connor and my Instagram is at Connor Tyson underscore PT. Again, I'm going to link that one in the show notes. So yeah, thanks for coming along, guys. I appreciate you all here. And, you know, in the coming episodes, my plan is just to keep getting inspirational athletes on that have either inspired me or that I know for a fact are inspiring tons of others. It doesn't matter how many followers they have. To me, you know, you can have 500 followers, 100, and be making an incredible impact on, you know, lesser lives. And there's no more or less of a success so I think it's very meaningful to find people like Jay who do have huge followings to show what's truly possible what you can aim for but at the end of the day you know I want to empower all of you guys to know out there that whatever you're doing whatever size following you have and the people you interact with in everyday life they're the people that you're really having the power to change and the name of this podcast planting the seed is all about that it's all about coming to the table and saying look this is what I'm trying to do in this limited time I have on earth, I'm trying to share these ex- ideas, I'm trying to put my, my love and my passion out there to the world, and this is what I can help people achieve. And you know, It is truly possible for you all to do whatever you want to do, to inspire people, to change your life if you want to. Jay's an amazing example of that, going from very troubled times to you know, a hugely successful guy now. But we all have our problems along the way. And I hope that was an interesting interview for you all. So look, I'm going to stop rambling on now. Appreciate your time. I'm going to go, but I will catch you all in the next one.